1: westburn grant the leader at the 350 coming off the back blossom lady goes after westburn grant westburn grant leads for home he's a length in front of blossom lady westburn grant in front with 100 to go from blossom lady then defoe but westburn grant's in front franco tigers out now it'll be too late westburn grant westburn grant caps a great career and wins the inter-dominion final
2: Yeah, terrific call, Terry Spargo. That was in Melbourne in 92. As you heard there, Westburn Grant, what a remarkable horse. He won a heap of derbies, Victoria Derby, New South Wales Derby, where he won by basically the length of the straight. He went to New Zealand where he was unbeaten, won the New Zealand Derby, Miracle Mile, South Australian Pacing Cup, West Australian Pacing Cup, Queensland Pacing Championship, Australian Pacing Championship, and Inter-Dominion, which we just heard in 92. And, of course, Vic Frost, the legend in harness racing Chris Barsby, uh, was involved with that wonderful pace, that drove and, and, and trained Westburn Grant. Yeah, Steve,
1: good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. What a horse he was, Westburn Grant. And speaking of Vic Frost, I think he celebrated his birthday... Uh, just in the last week. So 82 years of age, Vic Frost going as well as ever. Had a double yesterday at Recliffe. Some great memories. And he's a horse, for mine, that doesn't get the recognition that he deserves. He's one of the all-time greats, and you just read out some of the stats and some of the races that he won. He was an all-time classic, uh, Westburn Grand. What a horse.
2: He ended up earning, uh, this is going back to the, that era, he won $2 million, over $2 million. His mm. record, Chris, 67 starts, 38 wins and 18 places so, rarely out of the prize money, and,
1: and went everywhere. Steve raced in Queensland, New South Wales, Canberra. He also went to Victoria, Tasmania, South Australia, WA, and he was also over in uh, in uh, New Zealand as well, in Christchurch. So he never shied away from a fight. Went across and tackled all the big races, and most times came out on top. So marvelous horse.
2: Are we going to be, am I going to be reading out this about Leap to Fame, do you think, in the future? You know, you look at Lewis Burn Grant, you see all these derbies that I mentioned and how he won the New South Wales derby. We know Leap to Fame's been there and done it in the derbies and now as a four-year-old he's emerged as the Interdom favourite. Do you think in a couple of seasons' time, when he ultimately retires, we will be reflecting and talking about him in a similar light to some of these stars of the past?
1: It's an interesting comparison you make because, uh, as you just outlined there with Westburn Grand, he was a Derby King himself. He won several features. And as we know now with Leap to Fame, he won three derbies. He won all three uh, East Coast Derby Classics, Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria. He also won a Breeders Challenge. And now as a four-year-old, he's got the chance to claim an inter-dominion. So maybe there is some comparison to be made with uh, Westburn grant but uh, hopefully he can go on and do a job I'm sure connections would be absolutely thrilled if leap to fame could carry out the same sort of uh, big race success that Westburn grant encountered as an older horse
2: mm. Chris even I went up yesterday to the bakery and the guy in there he, he's a younger guy and he follows racing a little bit he's not right into it but I said oh you're following the inner Dominion he said oh yeah he said what's that horse at Dixon's you know he got quite excited animated mm. so that's the way People are now watching this horse and it's great for the sport.
1: Oh, there's no doubt about that, Steve. And he's got a great opportunity to make a clean sweep of the, 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 the pacing heats here tomorrow night because he's the only horse that's been able to get through unbeaten at this stage. So if he can win again tomorrow night, and he's going to be very, very short, Nicole Thomas will join us in just a moment to tell us how short he is. But if he can, you know, sweep the heats, and uh, the, this barrier draw is going to be crucial on Monday, uh, you know, just to see how they sort of fare with the draw because most are coming out and saying that the barrier draw is going to be so vital and so crucial to how the uh, the the outcome of the grand final is going to be so uh, but he's got a great opportunity to go through and make a clean sweep not only of the heats but also the whole series
2: Chris it's been a very big week an emotional week for the Daffy family I spoke to Gerard's brother yesterday of course uh, a service uh, for their father he did a great job from humble beginnings a heap of kids and worked very very hard and of course, Jared's mum as well. Um, it was a very emotional day, as I said, uh, with the, the, his, the service yesterday for Jared's dad. So, Nicole Thomas is going to run through some of these prices with you this morning, and I'm about to leave the Gold Coast Turf Club, so I'll hand it over to you, Chris.
1: Excellent. Thanks, Steve. Nicole was part of the, uh, the coverage here on Tuesday night at Albion Park, so she's right across all the form, and who's in and who's out at this stage. Nicole, good morning. Good morning to you,
3: Chris. Yeah, it was was an exciting night, actually, on Tuesday night. Um, We had some good races, and I think it's going to be even better on Saturday night as well. Well,
1: I think you're right. And given that there's so much at play here, who's going to make the grand finals for both the Pacers and the Trotters? So everyone's going to be doing their calculations very quickly after all these heats are run. So there's a lot at play. And this first heat in particular, I find it fascinating because I think there's at least half a dozen horses here looking to confirm or cement their spot for the grand final. So what what, what are the punters saying here with this market for race one on Saturday night?
3: Yeah, we've got this is pacing heat eight, of course. So we've got Nerano the favorite, two ten out to two dollars fifteen. And also speak the truth in this market. Second favorite, 270, and It's drifted out from two sixty. So they both just drifted out a touch. And then it's a bit of a jump to turn it up a six dollar chance. Spirit of St. Louis or St. Louis, nine dollars out to nine fifty. Future Assured, fourteen out to fifteen. Our money rocks, fifteen out to sixteen. It drops away after that, 41 or better. But the top two favorites, Nerano, $2.15, and speak the truth to
1: Okay, so both a little easy though in saying that, Narano, and speak the truth. So that's a very intriguing heat. Race number one. That race gets underway at 6:15. What about heat number nine, which is race three? Swayze. How short is he?
3: Short a dollar thirty, and punters very keen on Swayze as well. A dollar thirty-five in from a dollar thirty. So um, next in the market, we've got Better Eclipse, and it's a drifter. Three thirty out to three eighty. Tim's a trooper. It's um it's actually drifted as well to nine fifty from eight dollars. And Deus X, it's fourteen dollars out from thirteen, and the rest of fifty-one dollars or better. But Swayze, the well-supported dollar thirty favourite, in from a dollar thirty-five.
1: OK, his winning run came to an end there on Tuesday night. Finishing third behind Speak the Truth, far from disappointing, but he gets a prime opportunity to bounce back into the winner's circle. But barrier one, uh, there's a few schools of thought thinking he might be a little bit of a, 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 a in danger of getting cross, so that'll be interesting to see how Cam Hart plays that heat. The final pacing heat, it features the local hero in uh, Leap to Fame. How short is he, Nicole?
3: Yeah, a dollar twelve now. And look, it started a dollar fifteen, got out to a dollar eighteen. But with the deduction, the little six cent deduction, rock and roll do. So it's into a dollar twelve now, leap to fame. Pete said so, six fifty out to seven, just into six fifty with that scratching. Then we've got Can't Find a Better Man, a fifteen dollar chance, better zip at eighteen. Manila Playboy, a nineteen dollar chance, the rest forty-one dollars or better. But leap to fame, a very short price favorite, a dollar twelve, Chris.
1: OK, as you know, he only scored by a skinny margin there on Tuesday night. Most were expecting a a runaway victory. They got close, Spirit of St Louis and our Money Rocks. So it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back here on Saturday night. As far as the trotters are concerned, Nicole, this first heap, most are coming up with four runners. Sir Fahrenheit, Queen Alida, Mufasa, Metro, Plymouth, Chubb. What's the money saying?
3: Well, they're certainly the ones in the market, but Queen Alida, it is the favourite at $1.55. Just a slight drift in this market since opening, $1.50 out to $1.55. And Plymouth Chubb, there was excellent support uh, for Plymouth Chubb on Tuesday, and there's support again here, $3.30 into $3.00. Mufasa Metro next best at 6 So Fahrenheit, certainly in the market, 12 out to 13 Drops off away from that $26.00 or better the rest. Funny Face is the $26.00 chance. And no removes to report other than that, but Plymouth Chubb has been spec to beat Queen Elida. The favourite into $3, but Queen
1: Elida holds favouritism at $1.55. Chris. Okay, so bookmakers have probably got a poster of her on their (laughs) walls because uh, she's been beaten as favourite both heats so far, (laughs) and uh, she is the favourite again for this heat tomorrow night. Plymouth Chubb did beat her on the opening night, so he can do it again. So that will be very interesting, that heat. And Just Believe steps out in the final Trotters' Heat, which is race six on Saturday
3: night. How short is he? $1.15 A dollar fifteen, and this is the best move. A dollar twenty-five into a dollar fifteen for just believe hunters were happy to take the dollar twenty-five. Olivici, it's been a drifter, four eighty out to six dollars, and Gus. Uh, Gus has been eleven out to fifteen, so slightly easy. Gus, majestic Lavros is a drifter out to sixteen dollars as well, from thirteen Constantinople seventeen out to twenty-three. I'll mention Van Sank. It's gone from eighty-one dollars into twenty-six dollars in this market with Adele at that twenty-six dollar price. So Van Sank, a bit of a roughie that's been backed in to 26 but gee just believe that is a really good move percentage wise $1.25 into $1.15 Chris
1: yeah, Clearly the horse to beat. Uh, swept last year's series winning all three heats and the final and it looks like he's on track again to, d- to do it again this year so he's been remarkable. What about the uh, the futures markets? Uh, the all-in markets are up for the, uh, the finals for both Pacers and Trotters. Has there been a, a great deal of activity Nicole since the second round of heats on Tuesday night?
3: Well, there actually has been, especially in the pacing finals. So we've got Leap to Fame. Look, after Tuesday night, it was unchanged at $1.80, but since then it's just drifted out to $1.85. Swayze, $3.50 out to $4 after Tuesday, and it's just back into $3.80 now, so a little bit of support into that price. Still a slight drifter. Better Eclipse, $7.50 it was Tuesday. It's now out to $8. And Nerano, $26 into $14, now into $10. So that's been a good move since Tuesday. Speak the truth, $31 Thirty-one dollars into fifteen, now into twelve dollars. And Spirit of St. Louis, Louis. So Louis, I think it's Lou, Louis or Louis. I always get confused. I'll go Louis. <laughs> uh, Thirty-one. Sorry, twenty-six into twenty-one, and now it's into sixteen. So there is support there for Spirit of St. Louis. So leap to fame, the $1.85 favorite. But there have been some moves since Tuesday. Swayze back into three eighty. Nirano into ten is significant. Speak the truth into twelve as well. And Spirit of St. Louis into sixteen. So some good moves since Tuesday. Interesting market.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, there was some really good efforts there on Tuesday night, so I'm not surprised. And just believe he's a clear favourite for the Trotters.
3: Yeah, he is, and went from a dollar sixty into a dollar fifty. So no real changes since then on Tuesday night. But that what he was a dollar sixty, so it's come in. But Queen Elida has as well. Uh five dollars into four dollars forty, Plymouth Chubb, eight dollars into six as well, and Gus thirty-one dollars into fifteen. And now just between now and Tuesday, it's moved into twelve dollars, Gus. Mafasa Metro is a fifteen dollar chance, the rest fifty-one dollars or better. So money for those top ones in the market. Uh so just believe a dollar sixty into that dollar fifty favourite but money for a few others so I think we've got an interesting trotting final ahead of us as well Chris Mm,
1: Yeah, absolutely and Gus takes on Just Believe tomorrow night in that uh, final trotting heat so that will be very interesting. You'll be part of the coverage again tomorrow night Trackside?
3: I will indeed, really looking forward to it can't wait and I can't wait to hear your calls, I love how you do it Chris and it should be a really great night
1: Excellent, hey really appreciate the time this morning, we'll see you tomorrow night Thanks Chris There's Nicole Thomas joining us from TAB, so you can check out those prices right now by going online, tab.com.au. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be some uh, bonus bets as well tomorrow night. First board jackpot. so make sure you keep up to date by checking out the website with all of those little offers that are going to be on hand for tomorrow night's Big Ten race program. Ryan Spice joins us, and he's got his thoughts on the series so far. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. Uh, what do we make of the series so far leap to fame the favorite Nicole Thomas just outlined that uh, He's a clear favorite for the paces and just believe very much. So for the trotters there. They're clearly the top two in your eyes
0: Yeah, they certainly are it's been a great series so far. It's been brutal racing uh, the m- middle night we saw really fast times and um, Night one of course was marred by the rain when so yeah brutal series for all horses so far looking forward to night three
1: all right. I want to go through these heats with you. So race one tomorrow night. This is probably the most open of the heats because we've got Swayze and Leap to Fame as odds on favourites in the other two heats. So this is open. Nerano draws the ace. He's 2.15. But the, the gate speed for this heat is going to be crucial here. Does Narano want to try and hold, turn it up? Does turn it up, get across easily? Is Speak the Truth likely to get waved on by? How do you see this first heat tomorrow night or heat, heat eight on the third night?
0: Yeah, Chris, I won't be doubting Turnitup's ability to get over. I think he can and will. And then I'm quite confident he will be releasing someone. That someone, I think, will be Speak the Truth. And for me, he is my on-top pick.
1: OK, so are you surprised, then, that Narano is favoured
0: over Speak the Truth? Um, I would have the market swap the other way around because I do believe Narano will be three fans.
1: OK. He's going well. He, he's been a real fine, Narano.
0: Yeah, absolutely flying this horse, Um, I don't think the step up and trip will worry him if he gets a crack at them inside the last 300 look out. Okay, we go to race three which
1: is heat nine tomorrow night and this is the heat featuring Swayze. The obvious question here, barrier one, does he have the speed to lead, does he get crossed at the start
0: here, how does it all play out early? Yeah, I think he does get cross-christ at the start. You know, there's some good speed off the front line. I think it's Tommy Lincoln and Day FX that can get forward without a doubt. Um, but I don't think he'll Cam Hart will have any trouble in manoeuvring off the inside. And um, within a short space of time, I'm pretty sure he'll be on the front end and uh, clearly the one to beat. OK, you weren't disappointed on Tuesday night with Swayze? No, absolutely not. Um, perhaps if... Uh, he, I think if he was able to get up and get to the breeze, uh, you know, timely fashion, um, I think he still would have gone very, very close to winning. I think he's excellent. He kept coming to the line despite being wide in the last lap. So, yeah, big tick for me. All
1: right. And the final pacing heat tomorrow night, Leap to Fame. He's going to start uh, deep into the red here. Um, it wasn't a big winning margin on Tuesday night. Were you at all surprised that uh, Spiritus and Louie, our Money Rocks, got as close as what
0: they did? I wasn't surprised, in a sense, when how their positions in run panned out, then what the winning margin was. Uh, he was excellent lead to fame, uh, sitting park. Last mile was in 151 flat, and they got home in 26 flat. Um, just goes to show your position, run is all-important
1: okay so leap to fame uh, takes that final heat clean sweep of the other uh, heats and maybe even the final time will tell what about the trotters uh, what about this first uh, heat tomorrow night which is heat number s- uh, six uh, The the main for all drawn well here sir so fahrenheit queen elida mufasa metro plymouth chub you're against uh, queen elida on tuesday she came up a little short olivici grabbed her late do you stick with her, or do you get back on the bandwagon, or are you tipping
0: something to beat her again tomorrow night? I thought she was a very good night too. She certainly bounced back after being uh, defeated. I thought with a little bit of a flat performance night one. Um, I'm happy to play around her again. She's come up odds on. I'm going to stick with the Plymouth Chub train. Cam Hart taking the drive. I think he can be driven six sprint, and I think he is actually the one to beat.
1: Okay, so there's been money for Plymouth Chubb. Nicole Thomas just outlined that. Uh, Queen of Light is now 155. So for you that's just way unders 155, that current quote? Yeah, I think she'll creep out from there. Okay. Uh, and the final heat, just believe. he's been awesome so far. stunning on Tuesday night. He's dollar 15 to take out this uh, final heat tomorrow night. Is it as easy as it looks on paper?
0: Uh, unfortunately I think so Chris He does look a total moral He's just on the next level Just believe uh, He'll be getting to the front Whichever way the cookie crumbles early But I do like one the place here I think Van St. Jordan Barrier too I think he can hustle hard at the start Cross Majestic Lavros uh, And get the gun run in transit And run a top three OK,
1: there's been support for him as well, Nicole outlined. $81 was bet, he's now 26 he's $3 the drum, so Van Sank might be the play there. So just in, in wrapping up, just with this uh, uh, series, who who are the horses to beat in your eyes? Which ones do you want to be on? Uh,
0: the Trotters clearly just believe only. Um, I think he can win from any position in a run, and uh, so the barrier draw is not going to hurt him as much as anyone else. In the paces... Um, I, yeah, there is now, without a doubt, there's four winning hopes. Uh, the first four in the market: um, Swayze, leads to Fame, Narano, and uh, Better Eclipse. But clearly, still the big two. Once we get out of this over this staying trip, uh, whichever one draws to dominate the race shape, I think will be clear favourite.
1: Okay, I
0: really appreciate
1: the time this morning. We'll see you trackside tomorrow night. Thanks, Chris. There's Ryan Spice joining us. Darren Clayton won't be too far away. Before we get to Darren Clayton, I just want to pop over to New Zealand. I want to get the latest on this Queensland Trotter, not as promised. He goes around in the Group 1 New Zealand Trotters Derby on Sunday. Raced by Tony Vivas, trained by Graham Dwyer. Nathan Dawson, our premier driver here in the state, is going over. So he foregoes his drives on Inter Dominion night three, night tomorrow night, to be there in time to drive, not as promised. And Graham Dwyer, his trainer, joins us now. Graham, appreciate the time. Yeah, good morning, Chris. How's the week been over there?
4: Uh, It's been great. No, we've um, met a lot of people and, uh, yeah, a lot of new experiences. And, um, no, the whole week's gone well and, yeah, we couldn't be happier.
1: All right. So he's handled the the trip uh, not only from Melbourne to Auckland but Auckland to Christchurch. There's been no no little bumps in the road there?
4: No. Well, we've been just in really good hands all the way through, you know. um, You know, like just from... the. The plane flight's over. We've just been looked after there with IRT. And then uh, Bunny Hughes is taking us in at Auckland. And, you know, he made sure our horse had company the whole time and, and buddied up with one there and kept him happy. And, uh, and we've got to Ashburton here and um, Brent White. Well, Whitey's been looking after a super and he's made sure the horse is right and it's fowl. And, and um, we, we just couldn't be uh, happy with the help we received along the
1: way. All right. What about the green grass? They've got plenty of green grass in New Zealand. Not as promised. Are you keeping him on a strict diet?
4: Yeah, well, you know, he's not a big uh, burly horse anyway. And, uh, you know, they like to put him out. And the paddock that he's in right now is not, uh, you know, like, you know, ankle. It's only just, you know, like coverage over the whole paddock. So he's right there. And they just spend a few hours out through of the morning and then go in again and, um, and Marty sort of has make sure he has company to go in with, and and the horse has settled in quite well.
0: All
1: right. And what about the work? How's the work been with Not as Promise this week?
4: Yeah, well, I, I've got the knot again, Chris. So we're away. So uh, the young fella came off and said he's he's right to go. So um, you know we're actually not not nervous. We're actually excited because uh, you know I think things are pointing the way we could go again. You know, like the horse has done super. Um, you know. It's just going to be a big uh, occasion for everybody involved, and I, I think we're ready for it. Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to
1: it. Well, it's a massive day. There's no doubt about it. It's Grand Prix Race Day, and there's several Group 1 features, including your race, the New Zealand Trotting Derby. So what's the vibe over there? What are you hearing? What are people telling you as far as, you know, dangers? Are, are you a legitimate winning chance? What, what What's the word on the street?
4: Well, they're, they're saying we're a chance, and... Uh, you know, and yeah, I don't want to be caught up in it too much, to be honest. I thought at the end of the day, I'll just get in there and I'll let Nathan worry about that. And, uh, you know, and if I have a chat with Nathan before, it's just drive uh, the race that's in front of you and, you know, you'll be in control of what you do. And um, honestly, I, I think we have the right horse at the right time. And um, yeah, like, we've got to be respectful of the opposition as well, obviously. And yeah, and I think just enjoy the day and enjoy the moment, and
1: I think we'll be all right. Mm. Naturally, being a derby race, there's plenty of good form. So when you look at the, your rivals here, there's plenty of good numerical form. So it's not going to be easy.
4: No, you know, if, if this horse can pull this off, he's going to earn it, you know. And, uh, you yeah, you won't be able to take anything away from him. And um, when lose a draw, he's done a stroud already. But um, I think the way things are looking, we, we could sort of have one more good go at this and, and, you know, let the fairy tale sort of end in a good, good note on Sunday.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed. Now, Nathan, he's going to forego his drives here on uh, Saturday night at Albion Park so he can get over there in plenty of time. Uh, I noticed he's picked up a drive in the first race, so that that would be a good thing just to, to get a feel for the track and, and probably clear some nerves as well.
4: Well, and that goes, you know, it's testament to the you know the company that we're in here, at, you know, like they've gone up above and beyond to make sure we're right and uh, he's gone one step further, which is uh, Brent White to you know, give Nate the drive just to, for those simple things that you just spoke about, you know, and, um, you know, we, we've had every opportunity to do our best on Sunday and uh, that's just another part of, you know, how we've been felt welcome and, and uh, you know, given us our best chance.
1: All right. Have you taken the horse into Addington? Has, has he had a look at the track or has he done all of his work down there at Ashburton?
4: No, just by a photo. I've shown him a photo, Chris, that's about
1: it. But uh, he'll be right. <laughs> Okay. Now, Lane's over there with you, your son, and uh, he's, he's he's confident that uh, everything's, you know, the same as what it's been in Melbourne?
4: Yeah, no, like, his work's good. Like, he's, um, you know, when he got here, you could say, oh, you know, he's a little bit flat, but, it, but as the week's gone on, he's just, you know, you can see him sort of bouncing back, and, and his work today was real good. So, um, you know, just watching you walk around the paddock here now, you know, the horse is bright, he's ready, They'll they'll know he's there, you know. I think once that the opportunity to to take control of this race is there, he probably will. And if it isn't, I'm sure he can get out of the top at the end. So, um, we don't have to be there early, but that doesn't mean we're not going to be. But, you know, the beauty is we're going to have Nathan Dawson on, you know, just to show why he's the best driver and, you know, we'll support him all the way and I'm sure he's got the right horse for the right back.
0: Mm.
1: Have you allowed yourself to think about it? If you win this race on Sunday, a New Zealand trotting derby, you're a Queensland trainer with a, a a three-year-old trotter that's bred to pace. Have you allowed yourself to think about, you know, what an achievement this is going to be?
4: Well, I don't sound silly, Chris. I can't believe I'm, I'm in the situation to do what I love doing. You know, I never even thought I could be a professional trainer, let alone be here right now. So, you know, the whole part of what I do is, I can't believe in some ways but you know what I'm, I'm just so grateful to have people that I've run into you know as I've gone along that think the same as I do and then and to be able to achieve the things that we've done not because of me it's the people around me and uh, you know I'm just grateful to run into these sort of people and, and hopefully build on what I've been doing as I've been going along so it, it's just a reward for let's say a lifetime of, lifetime of work just to be doing
1: what I love doing. You know, it's crazy. Mm. Yeah, well, you got your first group one earlier this year with Quick Change, and here you are in New Zealand with a trotter looking for your fourth uh, in the same year. So it's quite remarkable. Before I let you go, the support crew, who's going to be over there with you on Sunday? Is Marty heading over? Tony Viva's heading over? Is Sam Nathan's partner heading over? Is the whole crew going to be there again? Uh, except for Sam. I, I was, you know, like, Sam's got to,
4: you know, keep the... Uh, you know, the, the show going for the Inter Dominion, unfortunately, but she would love to be here. I know that. But um, obviously, Tony will be here, Marty, Darcy, my daughter, um, obviously, Lane and myself are already here. So, yeah, I think. Dennis? Unfortunately, Sam, no, he can't make he, he didn't <laughs> have his um, passport, but he'll be watching. And uh, yeah, that's the only part of the crew that's not here. Dennis and Sam. All right. All right.
1: Yeah. We've got someone to blame if something goes wrong anyway.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? There was no blaming. You know, like honestly, you know what you sort of touched on earlier the what we've achieved—and you know what, it's just yeah. great to be here to be say, let's have a go. You know, and that's one thing I'm proud of. You know, everything's formed the right way to do that, and uh, you know, and hopefully we make well Australia proud. There you go. I haven't never represented Australia, but mm. definitely Queensland. You know, and uh, we're, we're pretty excited to do it.
1: Yeah, well, we're excited and we're going to be cheering you on, no doubt about it. Hey, really appreciate the time today and uh, enjoy Sunday for what it is. Yeah, no, appreciate that and thanks a lot for the support. There's Graeme Dwyer joining us from Ashburton this morning. So not as promised goes around in the New Zealand Trotters Derby. I still find that just absolutely unbelievable. Here we are with a Queensland-trained trotter that's bred to pace. And he's going to be one of the major players. Already a dual Group 1 winner, taking out the Victoria Trotters derby and the Breeders' Crown. And now he's chasing the big NZ derby, going up against the likes of Paul Nan, Mark Purden, the Williamsons, the list goes on. So that's on Sunday, Grand Prix day, Sunday at Addington. Let's get back to business here. Albion Park, night three of ID23. Darren Clayton's been waiting patiently online, and he's with us now. Darren, good morning. You with us, Darren? Hello. Chris, good yeah, morning. Yeah, you got me there? Yes, good morning. We've got you. So th- that will be remarkable if Not As promised can take that New Zealand Trotters derby on Sunday. No, we've got a line problem there. Sounds like we have a line problem. We may need to get him on another line, Darren Clayton. So he's there, we can hear him, but uh, he obviously can't hear us. Any better, Darren? No, we need to get him on the line. So we need to track him down on the phone rather than going on the line. So just going through those feature races there on Sunday from Addington. Uh, They've got uh, several Group 1 features. They've got uh, uh, Group 1 race for the 2-year-old Colts and Guildings. They've got uh, a Group 1 race there for the 2-year-old Phillies. The New Zealand Oaks... Uh, We've got the New Zealand Trotters Derby. Uh, We've got the uh, uh, three-year-old pacing derby as well. We've got the uh, Cup uh, cup race coming through, uh, the Summer Cup for the Open Class paces, and there's a really good trotting free-for-all there as well. So that's a huge day coming through at Addington. And as I said, Nathan Dawson drives Franco Messi in the first race, race one, number four. So he'll get his feel for Addington before the big race, which is going to be a big advantage, no question about that. Let's see if we've got Darren back online. Darren, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Can you hear I'm us now, Darren?
5: Yep. Got you there now, Chris. I got lost here at Albion Park. I'm trying to walk my way around and find some history.
1: Right. OK. Just talking about not as promised, uh, this will be huge if he can win the New Zealand Trotters derby.
5: Oh, absolutely. It's a um, The fact that, you know, we don't see trotters traditionally in Queensland, the, the trotters are just getting so much stronger here. But even the fact that, very few have attempted this feat, if at all, that Graham Dwyer and, and the team are going on here. And, um, you know, here's a guy that only just recently decided to take up training full-time. He had a job on the side and it was just sort of more of a hobby and he's taking it on full-time and always always has a joke about himself, calls himself the Little Aussie Battler and, and here's the Little Aussie Battler uh, over on the international stage taking on the New Zealanders. At what they do best, trotting is is their number one. So, um, you know, it's a great story. And uh, if they can walk away with the victory, it'll be even better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think at last count, Nathan was on about 393. Does that sound about right to to your numbers? Yeah, that's about right. So he hadn't, uh, he,
5: he missed, he had a rare miss yesterday at Redcliffe. So, or uh, well, the last couple, actually, at Redcliffe, So he's 393, so he, he's still on track to get to 400 um, with, with plenty of opportunity uh, once he gets back. So, um, you know, every chance he picks up a couple more uh, while he's away, but, um, yeah, he's, he's, that super season is just a, he's continuing.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Let's get back to the task at hand. ID 23, we're up to heat number, or night number three. How are you holding up so far?
5: yeah it's been it's been a great series so far um you know there's been a few probably um not so good stories come out in terms of horses that just probably haven't measured up rock and roll do probably tops that list which is a little bit disappointing um but then you get you get other stories on the other side of that like um speak the truth shannon price and scott miller uh, for so long being, you know, great trainers, had really nice horses, but to, to come out and, and win an Inter-Dominion heat, um, I'm pretty sure this is the first horse they've ever had in a series. So um, to win that heat there on Tuesday night, that was great for them. And leap to fame, he just keeps on keeping on uh, on his way towards the title and just believe well, he's on target to, to uh, will do something that's never been done, clean sweep two consecutive series.
1: It looks like the locals are going to be well represented in next week's finals, though. They're performing yeah, well. Yeah, they
5: are. They've got um, um, both paces, and there's a few trotters will sneak in as well. But uh, the paces certainly got quite a few well and truly in the mix. And after the the next round of heats, they'll be they'll be right in there.
1: Yeah. Well, let's get down to business here with race one tomorrow night, which is heat number eight. You just mentioned uh, Team Reboki Speak the truth. Can he can he go back to back? Can he win this heat tomorrow night?
5: I think he can, Chris. I think he I think he gets to the front early. I think he can allow turn it up across and, and get to that spot where they get outside the leader and then, um, you know, once they're there, um, they can get to the front and from there they'll be mighty hard to beat. Um, you know, the way it pans out, he was super in front the other night, not far off a track record. I think he goes pretty close to winning this one as well.
1: Are you surprised that he hasn't been over this distance before like uh, given how how he's known for his staying power He's yet to prove himself at 2600. He hasn't even raced at this distance before I found that somewhat surprising Yeah, definitely. Uh, I guess that goes
5: probably more back to the way races are programmed nowadays. They You know, there's very few races over that long trip. We get plenty at the middle trip, but over that long trip... And the fact that he missed a lot of his three-year-old season where he probably would have got the opportunity in the derbies, but he wasn't... um, You know, he missed that time. So, um, you know, that probably points to it a little bit as well. Um, So, yeah, it's interesting. But by better's delight and the way he ran that... Uh, all the way to the line there on Tuesday at 2100 in really slick time. It gives every indication that he should be able to to see it out without any concerns. It
1: looks like there's going to be a lot of nervous connections with this first heat tomorrow night because at least half the field are in contention of trying to cement their spot for the grand final next week. So there'll be some connections sitting around watching uh, how these other heats unfold and doing their calculations pretty quickly that first heat with, with so many in contention and then um, you know, the heat
5: that leap to fame's in there's probably uh, the majority in that are already out of contention so um, that makes it pretty tough when you've got five or six horses all trying to get maximum points and uh, a few of those end up with sort of on the lower end of the
4: scale that's just how it works out so it, it's certainly going to make the, the final
5: 12 cut off a really interesting point of where that number is at, and um, you know, I couldn't tell you exactly what points
1: you're likely to be needing at this stage because it's just so much of it up in the air. Yeah, we might get you to move to a different area because uh, that noise is uh, quite loud there. So, uh, the uh, third race coming through tomorrow night, which is Heat Nine. This is the Heat featuring Swayze. He's at a very short quote $1.30. He gets barrier one, Darren. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, the uh, the inside draw for Swayze? Uh, how's that,
5: Chris? That'd be better?
1: Much better. Much better. Much better.
5: Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's interesting whether it's a good thing or a bad thing for him, I think I think they can just probably... Um, there's two scenarios I can look at sort of foreseeing taking place. Either there's not enough speed out wide that he can burrow through and keep his legs in front and then he's OK, or thereafter he ends up in a position where there's enough space to pop off and he come around. The other sort of thing that I think is is a real chance of happening. If he does get buried early and there's no space for him to pop off, I think Greg Sugars gets his opportunity just to to um to get forward and stay in front of him because realistically the two main dangers in this race are Swayze and Better Eclipse and if Swayze gets locked away well then uh, Better Eclipse can take the opportunity to, to pop around stay in front of him and from there he'd be um you know he'd be pretty hard to run down. I thought Swayze the other night probably had his opportunity but um, just wasn't able to, um, to to get there. That said, it was a track record run and while he looked a bit flat on the home turn, he came back again in the straight. So, um, you know, you, you can't discount him that's for sure. So, are you tipping
1: Better Eclipse to beat Swayze tomorrow night?
5: I am. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with the, the map that I think uh, Better Eclipse can get ahead of Swayze and stay... Um, just, just the real risk that Swayze gets locked away on the fence like he did early uh, on Tuesday night in the second round. That was at the mile. And if, uh, you know, he's locked down there and needing a gap to get out and Better Eclipse can stay ahead of him, well then I think Better Eclipse has got the versatility to cause a little bit of an upset.
1: OK, so a bit of value there with Better Eclipse on top for Darren there to beat Swayze. What about Leap to Fame in Heat 10? This is the final heat. He's a dollar 12. He didn't win by a big margin on Tuesday, but he got the job done. Will it be something similar again tomorrow night?
5: Yeah, I think so. I think gate seven makes it pretty tough. So he's going to be wide at some point, whether he's allowed to balance up and then move around them or whether they just um, decide just to to force it straight up and get get to the front as soon as possible. not sure when or where or how long but he'll be in
1: front and once he's in
5: front he'll be winning that heat i can't see anything really uh testing him there
1: okay can't find a better man in that uh, final heat uh he does have a victory over leap to fame he's been good without threatening so far can can he run top two and maybe stake a claim to squeezing in at the last minute
5: Yeah, that's a tricky one uh, in that he needs maximum points that he can achieve and that's probably to finish second or even if he could cause the upset. But um, gate 11's really made it tough for him. The first round he was sent around early, uh, just faded out. He was sectionally good on night two. Just where he gets to this time around, he probably has to get put into the race at some point again, you would think, and, um, you know, that makes it a a long trip home if that's the case. So, um, you know, I I certainly think he can run in the money. It's just going to be how the race unfolds in front of Luke McCarthy to, to get him into that position.
1: Okay, Let's turn our attention to the trotters now. We've got heat six and seven. The last two heats taking place tomorrow. We're over the longer trip just like we are with the Pacers. Queen Elida, she's been a beaten favourite in both heats so far. Do you stick with her tomorrow night or are you going with something else, maybe Plymouth Chubb? No, I'm sticking with her. Um,
5: I think the real main danger is Plymouth Chubb, Um, but I'm I'm going to stick with her. I think she can get to the front at some point and once she's in that position, I think she gets her opportunity to... uh, to get a win on the board, she's been the bridesmaid twice now in the two rounds of heats. Um, first round, she was probably beat fair and square, but then this time, the second round, she was given a, a real tough run by Gus, who was monstrous in defeat, only beaten uh, about a metre. So um, I'm sticking with her. The big players in that race are all drawn one, two, three, four. Sir so Fahrenheit's a great place opportunity again. She'll get a nice triple on the fence. I think the Queen gets to the front at some point around Mufasa Metro. He's probably first to the to the pegs, and that might mean the Chubb has to do a bit of work. But I'm with the Queen. I think she can see
1: it out. So, uh, yeah, stick fat with, right. with the Queen a leader. All right. And what about this final heat, Just Believe? Looking to clean sweep the uh, the heats like he did last year in Melbourne. You just mentioned Gas. He was enormous there on Tuesday night. How do you think this heat's going to play out for Gus? He's drawn gate seven. He he got you know uh, you know a, a hard run there on Tuesday night. Does that does that really you know switch him on, turn him turn him on, or does that just you know could it be a, a a bad thing going into tomorrow night? Given that we're at the longer journey as well. Yeah, well, it's a really interesting one. I said at the start of the series, I really hope.
5: Um, this is a good series for him and that it really furnishes him into more of a complete package because the speed and the ability has always been there. It's just been his manners. So um, he was just a loud roll there on Tuesday and proved far too, well, he didn't prove too strong in the end, but he really threw it down to them. And, um, you know, it, it was a run of a, for a horse that's as inexperienced as he is, that was absolutely great signs going forward. Um, Probably don't want to engage Just Believe in that same sort of battle this time. So, um, you know, they're probably looking in a pretty good position to progress to the final. So, um, do you want to give him that real tough run again, especially over the 13th furlongs? So, um, they probably want to go back early, I would think, and just come with that one run. Just Believe He, he just looks too good. I don't think it matters what happens. He can win this race and he can win the final. So, um, there was quite a few Harrys in the series before it started. Just Believe, of course, his stable name's Harry, but he scared the other two Harrys off. They are both scratchings, Majestic Harry and Bullion
1: Harry. Mm, indeed. So uh, Just Believe to take out that final heat tomorrow night. Have you got a good thing for the card tomorrow night? Yeah, I think uh, there's, there's a
5: couple there that I, I really like. I think in the um, race two, not sure what sort of price we'll get, but I think hands-on. Uh, certainly finds the right race there. I'm keen on race eight, number eight, Holy Stars in the Mare's race. Only runner off the back line. Um, she can get around and at some point. She looks to have a little bit of a class edge. And uh, you know I love a stat, Chris. Well, uh, here's one for race 10, horse three, Pacifico Dream. Draws to find the front. He's found the front 11 times in his career. He's won
1: all 11 of those. Mm. That's the best bet.
0: Yeah. Race yeah. team
1: number three, Pacifico Dream. You, you'll get the cash tomorrow night. You've got to be patient. So is your dashboard up and available now on the RQ website? Yeah, it's up and about,
5: and it's got uh, that hands-on Pacifico Dream. It's got the early quaddie, uh It's got the late Quaddy, We... And it's got an exotic bet there. I think race two's the good one to play that with hands-on. I think he looks really tough to beat there. Um, got the leaders and the driver to follow, the Hart Foundation, Cam Hart. He's our driver. He's got Narano, Franco Macho, Swayze, Better Zippet, Plymouth Chubb, Lightning Dan. So,
1: uh, Cam, he could be in for a good night. Cam could be the man again tomorrow night. He's been super throughout the carnival so far. Hey, Darren, really appreciate the time. We'll see you at Trackside tomorrow night. Looking forward to it, Chris. Thank you.